Well, apparently Time Magazine has made its decision and the person of the year is Donald Trump. Ah, it's rough, I agree, perhaps, but on one hand, I don't. And I'd like to talk about that here on another Tomorrow's World webcast. Hello there, my name is Wallace Smith, and I can hear the cries from here. I don't have super hearing or anything, but when Time Magazine announced their person of the year was Donald Trump for 2016, I felt as though I could hear from a distance half of Americans just crying out, no, tell us it's not this man, not this man we abhor so much, this man that we lament has been elected the President of the United States for next year. Please, please tell us it's not him. Surely, surely it should be someone else. But on the other hand, I felt like I could hear another half of Americans saying, yes, our champion, he is, he's being honored by Time Magazine, and, and what a fitting way, because he has achieved what we thought was impossible, and finally our voices are heard, etc., etc. I do not count me in either one of those camps. We've talked about politics and such, and how I take a biblical stand, which is not what people do out there in the world in general. I'm sympathetic to both sides. I really am. I can understand where they're going from, but there's a few things to consider. One is that Time Magazine isn't necessarily honoring someone by calling them the person of the year. Uh, it's meant to be that individual who over the last year represents perhaps the most moving and shaking, the one who has impacted all of us or his time or her time over the course of the last year. Uh, for instance, you go back long enough, you go back to the 30s, Time Magazine selected Hitler for its person of the year. Uh, or back then it was still called Man of the Year, back when that was still in vogue. Not because they were trying to honor Hitler or Adolf Hitler as a, as a wonderful person, an example to humanity, but they could not deny that in terms of making an impact on the world scene, Hitler was doing that, and that, I'd say for better or for worse, but clearly in that case, it was for worse. So that's what they're trying to highlight. Who is the mover and shaker, perhaps, of the last year? There was even one year I think they named the computer as person of the year. Well, let me offer something else. Uh, on one hand, I feel the person of the year should be God. Uh, I know, don't, don't, don't turn off your screen yet. Don't go on to something else. Just hear me out just for a little bit. If you're really talking about the one being who truly moved and shaked things in 2016, I do believe God fits that role so much better. Now, on the other hand, it doesn't make sense to call him person of the year because God is so much greater than that. He is God Almighty. He reigns supreme in the world, is sending his son Jesus Christ to reign over the entire world. The idea of him being someone that Times editors could vote for or against just seems abjectly ridiculous. But at the same time, it does call to mind who truly was the mover and shaker, even in the election of Mr. Trump. Uh, there's a verse that comes to mind in Daniel chapter 4 and verse 17. Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had a vision, a dream, and in that dream there was a, a, an entity, a, a heavenly entity who spoke to him about the dream because there was a lesson for Nebuchadnezzar. And this really was that lesson spoken by uh, the angelic messenger, the spiritual messenger. Daniel 4 and verse 17. This decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the words of the holy ones in order that the living may know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men 
gives it to whomever he will, and sets over it even the lowest of men, or sets over it the lowest of men. doesn't say even the lowest of men. Sets over it the lowest of men. Some of you might feel that's exactly what happened in this past election. But the fact is, God sets up rulers. God is working in history. He is the grand mover and shaker, certainly in 2016. Now, I'm not the only one to notice this. Even in the secular media, one of my favorite writers, uh, Peggy Noonan of the Wall Street Journal, noticed this. Now, people may agree or disagree with her in general, but I thought her article of November 3rd, 2016, before the election, hit it spot on. The title was Democracy's Majesty and 2016's Indignity. And it was an article before the election, and I, I won't speak to the contents of the entirety of the article, but her conclusion was dynamite. She said this, she said a closing thought. She was asking, how do we get into a place where we have two candidates neither of whom we all seem to like, neither of whom seem all that respectable. Uh, here is her comment. A closing thought. God is in charge of history. He asks us to work, to try, to pour ourselves out to make things better. But He is an actor in history also. He chastises and rescues. He intervenes in ways seen and unseen or chooses not to. 2016 looks to me like a chastisement. He's trying to get our attention. We have candidates we can't be proud of. We must choose among the embarrassments. What might we be doing as a nation and a people that would have earned this moment? It almost makes you think that uh, perhaps she's been reading Tomorrow's World magazine. 2016 looks like a chastisement to her. And she wonders, what have we done as a nation to bring us here? I'm sorry, when it comes to movers and shakers, it is the prime mover who made the biggest difference in 2016. That would be God. Thanks for watching. Please check out everything we have available at tomorrowsworld.org.